Well, at some point over the last couple of weeks, it just um, <laughs> it just became obvious that there was an avalanche of releases uh, from our friends at Art Scroll, and we can't always get the author or the uh, or people involved in a project, a specific project on the air. Uh, so we figured we'd uh, we'd invite on Rabbi Yitzchak Hiziger, who's an editor at Art Scroll and host of the Inside Art Scroll series. And just go through some of the material that's out there so people can take advantage of the uh, releases of the offerings from Art Scroll. And I remind all of our listeners that everything on the Art Scroll website, including everything that we're going to be discussing today, is a 10% off, no minimum free shipping with promo code radio. Again, that's 10% off, no minimum free shipping with promo code radio. Take advantage. Rabbi Yitzchak Kiziger. Editor at Art Scroll, host of Inside Art Scroll. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Good morning. Guten Chodesh. It's a privilege to be with you. I appreciate that. Guten Chodesh is right on this Rosh Chodesh Shvat. And we have, I mean, I have a pile of material here. I want to say right away, I'm going to say right off the bat, because I don't know if we're going to do a minute on each piece or we're going to do a few minutes on each, but the reality is that if we run out of time, we're going to have to already plan for a part two because. Uh, you're familiar with some of the material I've been sent this week. I'm literally sitting with a tower, a tower of art scroll offerings in front of me, uh, which we're going to start going through. So uh, you've seen this up close and personal. However, the last few weeks, uh, a tremendous amount has been released, right? Yes, there's tons going on. There's a lot to talk about. I'm excited to talk about it with you. Um, but before we do so, I'd like to, if you don't mind, Sure. Uh, use this opportunity for two things. Number one, I'd like to wish a good morning to my dear parents, but specifically my mother, Mrs. Raina Hiziger, who's an avid Nachum Siegel listener. <laughs> We're talking about since the 80s. Wow. <laughs> she's, been, she's been spending the mornings with you, so I would like to wish her a good morning. And I'd also like to uh, give a shout-out to one of my favorite people, your brother, Rabbi Chaim Nachum Siegel, who is so kind and so encouraging, calls me from time to time, just to give me some feedback, tell us how, you know, how we got to keep doing what we're doing at Art Scroll. And so Rabbi Siegel uh, out in Staten Island, we want to thank him for his chizuk. And I'm, I'm thanking him personally for the encouragement and all the kind words that he shares with me. I'd also like to take this opportunity to thank you, Nachum. Uh, it was not that long ago, a few weeks ago, that you were kind enough to come down to Art Scroll headquarters in Rahway, New Jersey, and you sat down with me for an inside Art Scroll conversation. It was a riveting conversation. I'm still getting feedback from people who have listened to the interview either on a podcast platform or they've watched it on uh, on the various websites where our interviews go out. And um, it was it was really intriguing to sit with you and for you to provide some fascinating background into your career, into how you've gotten to where you are, and also fascinating to hear the passion with which you spread the message of Art Scroll. And you, you really connect to what we're doing. And it, I must tell you, Nachum, you give us a lot of chizuk by how excited you get with each release. There's so much work and so much time put in by, from the top down, from Rabbi Gedalia Zlatowicz, and Rabbi Aaron's Lotto, to the rest of the team, Rabbi Sherman, Rabbi Brander, all the graphic designers, the writers, the Tamid Chachamim, as Rabbi Meir's Lotto called it, a genius cluster. <laughs> and it really is 
it really is a genius cluster, a, a collection of some of the brightest minds in the publishing industry. But there's so much effort that goes into it. And your passion and excitement is kind of that cherry on top, that validation that what we're doing is resonating with the masses. So thank you, Nachum. And I'm excited to get into some more specifics about the various projects that have been released of late. Well, I appreciate that very, very much. I'm glad to hear that uh, my uh, comments uh, did not cause any controversy during that interview, which I'm very happy about. <laughs> not at all. Actually, Nachum, the most common question after people told me how much they enjoyed it is people wanted to know, why were we sitting on those seemingly uncomfortable <laughs> stools? Why couldn't, you sit, why couldn't you sit in a regular chair? And I, I had to explain to them that due to your greatness <laughs> to your sheer greatness physical greatness right physical, physical greatness. greatness well said rabbi Hesiger. well said but yes folks when you are when you are my size you have to think a thousand times about the setting that you're actually going to be sitting in that people will see you in and uh, they were very accommodating over there at the arts girl studios to say the least uh all right so we have an entire list or as i call it a massive tower of offerings out there in no particular order, if you don't mind, or by his girl, no particular order. And like I said, if we have to have you back, we'll have you back just to go through the rest. But there are so many things there. Uh, there's a book called Ask the Rabbi, Honest Answers to Candid Questions from Live Q&A Sessions with Rabbi Chaim Mintz. This is, I mean, we're talking about an almost 400-page book. Um, I, I guess I guess you, you, you'd call this a, a combination of, of uh, Emuna and Musser. Would that be the right way of putting it? I don't know that it's a Munan Musser. What I would say is, to simplify it, Ask the Rabbi, which, by the way, is an amazing book. Whoever has picked it up. And we're talking about people who are from from birth, not necessarily those who, are, who have come to Judaism later in their life, but even people who were born into a from environment have many questions in Hashkafa that are somewhat complex and are not always answered in the course of day-to-day, you know, from Chinuch. Right. And what Reb Chaim Mintz, who's the Mashkiach of Yeshiva of Staten Island, and is not scared to take on difficult, somewhat daunting issues related to Judaism, what he does is, in a very candid and clear manner, he takes on these topics. You know, some of my favorite ones are, um, I'm trying to think, why would a compassionate God Put us through Gehenna. Right. I mean, that's a that's a question that some people have thought about, but may not want to articulate. And Rabbi Mintz and his students, who have helped put together this book, what they've done is a tremendous service to Klal Yisrael by tackling the issues head on. You know, why do bad things happen to good people? Uh, how do we understand the terrorist attack taking place in a shul? People are davening to the Rabbi Yisrael. Mm-hmm. How do, how are we as from Yidden supposed to understand that? How do we understand Gilgulim, reincarnation? Why did Hashem create so many religions in the world? These are just fascinating topics that Rabbi Mintz tackles in this book. And I'm telling you, people who pick it up tell me that they can't put it down. The questions are, are the types of queries that people think about, but don't necessarily articulate. And Rabbi Mintz offers clear, understandable answers. They're brief answers, so it's not like you have to delve into this deep intellectual uh, 
discussion of many pages. They're short to the point, and you'll you'll no matter what the question and no matter what the answer, every person will leave reading this book with a greater greater clarity of some of the fundamentals of Judaism. And that's a priceless gift that Rabbi Mintz has given us. Part, uh, parts of this book include the Amun and Bitachan perspective, understanding tragedy, orthodox beliefs and theological ideals, Mashiach and life in other worlds, Jewish law and reasons for what we do. In fact, there's a question here of why we say half halal on Rosh Chodesh, which of course applies exactly. applies to today. Uh, so check it out, everybody. It's uh, it's 183 different questions with really a uh, uh, an amazing perspective. And as Rabbi Hizgur said, uh, pretty short responses, so you don't have to worry about uh, uh, getting lost in an answer to these questions. It's Ask the Rabbi, Honest Answers to Candid Questions, live Q&A sessions with Rabbi Chaim Mintz. Uh, that is from Art Scroll, done in conjunction uh, with Ura. Uh, the Sefer Zera Shimshon, the classic Torah commentary of Rabbi Shimon Chaim Nachmani, has been translated, annotated, and elucidated. I am holding Sefer Shmos, Parshio Shmos, through Bo. Tell everybody, what is the Sefer Zerashim shown? This is a fascinating Sefer, and it deserves, you know, the proper time and treatment. Uh, I was there recently to interview on Inside Art Scroll Rabbi Binyamin Pashkis, who is one of those together with the Rabbi Zilberberg. They're responsible, and credit goes to them for disseminating the Torah of the Zerashim who Reb Shimshir Chaim Nachmeni was an 18th century Rav in Italy. Italy at the time was a major center of Tyra. And what's fascinating is that the Zereshimshin, despite having been written, what, about 250 years ago, basically lay dormant for many, many years, and people were not familiar with, it, with, with his writing. So mm. that alone is a fascinating thing. Uh, it was about 10 years ago that Rabbi Nachman Seltzer wrote an article about it, and there's a history that we won't have time to get into here. But basically there grew a movement of those who were connected to the Zarashimshin for a very, very unique reason. And that is as follows. Rabbi Nachmeni, who was a native of Modena, he died in 1779. He basically lived at the same time as the Arachayim HaKadosh, to give people some perspective. He had one son who died at a young age, and Rev. Shimshin Chaim Nachmeni made an unusual request that anyone who learns his writings in the Zerah Shimshin or the Talda Shimshin, those are his two, two svarim, they're promised with abundant blessings. And he delineates in his introduction that they'll be blessed with Parnassa and children etc. And, you know, Klal Yisrael connects to Segulais. You know, uh, there is no shortage of needs. Merubim Tzarche as we say, people need Parnassah, children, Shaduchim. People are looking for ways to amass Zechusim. And when you have someone who lived 250 years ago promising you that if you study his writings, that he'll advocate on your behalf above for the blessings that you need in your life, it, it talks to you. But as Miriam Zakon, one of our editors in Eretz Yisrael, put it so well, people have come to the Zerashimshin for the Segula, but they've stayed for the Tyra. Hmm. And what she, me- what she meant was that 
of course the school is what gets people's attention, but the Torah thoughts of Reb Shimshim Chaim Nachmeni are so insightful and so practical on the weekly Parsha that you end up having a great appreciation for what he's offering and, and, what, and whatever we understand of school is, and definitely uh, far be it from me to uh, try to come off as an expert on school is. Now, but, I'm, I'm holding a 700-page safer, which is only on three partios. Exactly. So this project was undertaken by Art Scroll. Again, Rabbi Gedalia Zlatowicz is a visionary. He looks ahead. He sees what people need. He understands. You know, he kind of has his finger on the pulse. And he understood that there were many people who would like to tap into the Torah of the Zereshimshin. But the writing is not so easy to understand, even if you have a grasp of Lashon Kodesh. It's a challenging text to navigate. And Art School put together a team led by Rabbi Shmuel Kersner, Rabbi Aaron Lipschitz, Rabbi Yosef Asher Weiss, and others uh, to elucidate the text, word-for-word elucidation, of the Zereshimshin, accompanied by a commentary with insights to kind of enhance our understanding of the Zereshimshin. And the volume you're holding was beautifully designed by our own, the legendary Rabbi Shia Brander. What this, this Zereshimshin set is projected to be 10 volumes. Wow. The first volume that you're holding is Shmoisva E Rabbi. Right. The volume of Beshalach and Yisrael just went to print yesterday. I was standing in the Archco bindery and I saw them putting it on the printer. Um, we are going to be taking some out of a break then till Devarim, and we'll kind of be going, releasing volumes as the Parshios Hashavua pass. We'll be releasing volumes gradually. It's a two-and-a-half-year project to get out the whole ten-volume set. Wow. But this is, an, this is an incredible revelation. I want to share somewhat of an analogy Earlier this year, not that long ago, we released the Beis HaLevi on Betachem, right? which is an essay of the Beis HaLevi on fundamental concepts in belief and Jewish faith. And what's fascinating about the Beis HaLevi on Betachem that many people may not know is that that essay was sat in a suitcase for decades, till 1985. The Beis HaLevi's essay on Betachem was not known, and then it was initially printed as part of the Beis HaLevi's commentary on Chumash, and then people released it as a small pamphlet on Betachen, and then Rabbi David Sutton did the service by taking the Shar the uh, I'm sorry, not the Shar Betachen, but the Beis HaLevi on Betachen, right. and, and also elucidating and releasing it in the Art Scroll Beis HaLevi on Betachen. Why do I bring up the Beis HaLevi on Betachen? Because if any one knowledgeable with Torah works, and they'll say, oh, Beis HaLevi on Betachen, of course, it's uh, such a famous work. But they may not realize that till 1985, no one knew about it. And the Rabbani Shlalom gave us a gift in the release of the Beis HaLevi on Betachen, and now the Dereshimshu, which has been around, but for whatever reason hasn't gained popularity till now, the Rabbani Shlalom has allowed Slal Yisrael to now taste the beauty and the sweetness of the Zereshimshin's commentary on Chumash. And I think that the popularity is only going to grow over time. And thanks to people like Rabbi Pashkis and Rabbi Zuberberg and others, 
There are newsletters containing uh, weekly snippets from the Zer Shimshin. And I must mention, Nachum, that your very own Rabbi David Goldwasser delivers a daily shear in Zer Shimshin over the phone. I believe that some, some kind of number, like a thousand people, call in every single day to hear Rabbi Goldwasser's own explanation of the Zer Shimshin. So this is a movement, and it's going to grow, and Art Scroll is growing with it by providing this elucidation of the Zara Shimshin's commentary. It's a very exciting project. Uh, I must say a tremendous thanks goes out to the visionary sponsors, including the Haas family, who have sponsored the general project, and the individual sponsors who have taken on to sponsor individual volumes and the Siddharim of the Chumash. By the way, uh, anybody who has this volume already, Shmos uh, through Bo, uh, pay careful attention to the first drush in um, in Parshas Va'era for tomorrow night at the Shabbos table. It's an amazing drush about Shem Hashem. Uh, for those of you who want to uh, explore that topic, which is a fascinating one, you'll see it there in the Sefer Zera Shimshon. All right, that's available, of course, uh, as is asked the rabbi, which was the first one that we went through. You mentioned Skula before. I want to give a... Uh, a shout-out to Rabbi Nachman Seltzer, A Tiny Taste of Heaven. We spoke to him on the air about it, about Hafrasha's Challah, but you just mentioned in your presentation a moment ago about the uh, Jewish uh, people's connection to Skulos, and uh, I don't think we've seen any more active Skula right now in this era than the Hafrasha's Challah one uh, that people turn to, so I wanted to give a shout-out to Rabbi Seltzer, and people should be aware of that book as well. 100%. The, the, the book is an interesting one. Many people would be surprised to hear that there's a whole book just on Hafrosh Hatzalah. <laughs> yes, but, agreed. Uh, <laughs> Rabbi, Rabbi Seltzer, who's a prolific author, uh, you and I both marvel at his ability to put out books seemingly every half a year or so. And uh, he connected with Nava Ben Moshe, who's a, a dynamic woman out in Los Angeles, originally from Israel. She and her husband run the Ma'ar Kira Center there, and She's spread awareness of Yiddishkeit in general and Afrashat Chala in particular. And from her experiences, she's gleaned amazing, amazing stories. She gives unbelievable shiurim. She's a dynamic speaker. She has a treasure trove of stories. And Rabbi Seltzer took those stories and compiled them into a book. And I think what's unique about Afrashat Chala is that it's an easy mitzvah and an easy way to reach Jewish hearts. Yep. And uh, if I remember correctly, she ends the book by saying that we all have to do our part to reach out to those of our brethren who perhaps aren't as connected to their heritage as we want them to be. And whatever small thing we could do to influence someone toward the path of Torah and mitzvot, that's our responsibility, and Afrasha Tzala gives us that ability and uh, this book is a very, very special book. You'll pick, you know, people will pick it up and read it. It's very uplifting, very warm. And uh, kudos to Rabbi Seltzer for another masterpiece. Tiny Taste of Heaven is what it's called, everybody. Uh, Rabbi uh, Yitzchak Hiziger is with us. He's editor at Art Scroll. He's host of uh, Inside Art Scroll. And the brand new book is called Rav Yaakov Bender on Chumash. Many of us are familiar with Rabbi Bender and his, uh, not, not just his, uh, um, uh, incredible uh, leadership in the community, but also his uh, uh, unique approach to uh, Jewish education and how successful he's been in that area. And now he has 
a a book of classic Torah insights and inspiring stories of Gedoli Yisrael for a beloved Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Yaakov Bender. And by the way, Rabbi Hezger, I always like pointing out um, that uh, this week, if someone gets Rabbi Bender on Chumash, uh, they will see an amazing discussion of why in this week's Parsha, in one Pasuk, Aaron comes before Moshe when they're mentioned together, and in the next Pasuk, uh, Moshe comes before Aaron. And again, with Jewish education and approach to an approach to other people in mind, Rabbi Bender has amazing insights. Rabbi Bender has a unique ability to connect to people. He's a legend in the field of Jewish education, as you mentioned. But I think what's, what's amazing about this Sefer is that it's not just another Sefer on the Parsha. The Divrei the, Torah are relatable and repeatable. Yep. And the stories that Rabbi Bender shares from Torah giants with whom he connected, like Rabbi Shalom Shvadron, Rabbi Shmuel Birnbaum, Rabbi Shmuel Brudny, and others, these are stories that you won't necessarily find anywhere else. And they're told in Rabbi Bender's inimitable, endearing way. Um, there's a story there. I mean, there are so many great stories in this book, Nachum. There's a story there, I believe it's in Parsha's Boy, that just can, just was so heartwarming. There's, there was a famous member of Knesset, Rabbi Avram Ravitz. Yeah. And before he was a member of the Knesset, people may not know, he was a Rosh Yeshiva. Right. And uh, there was a bacher in the yeshiva. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I have to remember the story exactly. But there was a bacher in the yeshiva who was Machal Shabbos. And Rabbi Ravitz felt he had no choice but to expel the student from the yeshiva because it was going to impact the other students negatively. And he calls the bacher in, and he tells the student, you know, I, I regret to let you know that I, I, I must release you from the yeshiva. Right. <laughs> and the student and the student turns to him and says, "You know, I accept what you're saying, but please do me a favor. Don't tell my parents that the reason why I'm being expelled is because of my desecration of Shabbos. I'm concerned about the amount of pain that that's going to cause them. Right? Tell them that. Tell them I'm changing yeshivas because I want a new start. I want a refresh. Right? Please don't tell them that the reason is because of full Shabbos. And Rabbi Rabbit's listened to the boy and then told him, could you do me a favor and join us in this yeshiva? And the bacha was confused <laughs> because he was just expelled. He's just expelled, and here the yeshiva is asking him to join the yeshiva. Yeah, and fact, Rabbi, Ravitz, Rabbi Ravitz's response was that if a student in a moment of expulsion could think with sensitivity about how his parents are going to feel, when they find out that their student, that their son was sent from a yeshiva because of Chol Shabbos, if he could think with such sensitivity, then there's greatness within, and I want that type of student in my yeshiva. Yeah. And Rabbi Bender personifies the combination of menschlichkeit with Taira. He's all about growing his students in Taira and Avoida and Avoida Hashem. But every message of Rabbi Bender is accompanied by a lesson in being a mensch. And that's why uh, in my interview with him on Inside Art School, he mentioned that children are often so excited 
when they see snow falling outside and they find out that they have a snow day <laughs> and they're going to be off from school. Right. But he, he quoted his Rebbe, Rip Shmuel Brodny, who said that children must temper their excitement when they see snow outside because what that means is that the next day, when it freezes over, there are elderly people who won't be able to leave their house because of a fear of slipping and hurting themselves. Right. We must, we must always think of the other person. And Rabbi Bender's message about caring for others and also showing how each child and each adult could be a great person, how we each have balanced potential, is a message for our time. It's a message we need to hear. It's a message that runs through this entire book, which is written in such a down-to-earth, practical way. So with the Divrei Taira and with the stories, we walk away with a message of feeling proud of who we are as a member of Kal Yisrael, proud to be Hashem's children, with the knowledge that we each have the ability to tap into our own greatness. It's a, it's a fabulous safer. There's a reason why it's selling so well. There's a reason why in an age when Parsha books are not necessarily the hottest selling item, Rabbi Yaakov Bender has shown why his approach to Chinuch and his approach to leadership is so, so unique. Rabbi Yaakov Bender on Chumash, check it out, everybody, and specifically check out the first Vart on uh, Va'era. You'll find it intriguing, especially in light of uh, how important uh, Jewish education is. All right, Rabbi Hezegar, we got two minutes, and I apologize, but but this is good because we'll, we're going to schedule a part two, please, God, for next week if you're available because there's so much to Absolutely. talk about. We haven't even touched the books about Rav Kalevsky and Rabbi Gissinger, and we haven't uh, – we, we're, we're going to have Rabbi Bamberger on next week, Bezrat Hashem, so we'll, he'll be able to speak about his uh, brand new one. I know, I know you wanted to say a word about Envoy from Vienna. Is that something that's expected out? Yes, Envoy from Vienna, I'll just mention uh, quickly, is the latest uh, volume in the Strasbourg series by Avner Gold. Many people may know the name Avner Gold from his classic books over the years on historical fiction. He is the premier Jewish writer when it comes to historical fiction. He's, he's brilliantly written books like uh, The Promised Child, The Dream, The Year of the Sword, Twilight, The Imposter, I know I'm leaving some out. The Purple Ring. <laughs> These are books that many people are familiar with. But I just want to mention Envoy from Vienna uh, is coming out. It's a book that focuses on the period of 1668 to 1670. And it uses a fictional character named Alicia Ringel, who encounters the decision of the Queen of Spain to expel the Jews from Vienna and he accepts the mission to serve as a secret envoy uh, on behalf of the Jewish people, and he's ambushed and he's pursued, and only Avner Gold could take a period of time in the, in the 1600s, the 17th century, and bring it to life where people in 2021 will read it and be absolutely fascinated by it. Uh, there's one more book in the Avner Gold series coming out, in a few months. This is a classic series, and I think everyone will enjoy it immensely. So thank you for mentioning it, and uh, definitely another feather in the cap of the Avner Gold series. And, and I just have to mention before you go, and, and I hope next week we'll have an opportunity to go into this more, um, this unbelievable Mizmar Litoda Tehillim, the illustrated Tehillim, 
is one of the most amazing uh, Tehillim publications I've ever seen. The artwork is incredible. Uh, the uh, the English introductions to each of the uh, Pirkei Tehillim, to each chapter of Tehillim, just amazing. I think that between this and the Tehillim Mechulok, between the two of them, uh, and the Mechulok, of course, is the one that... Um, uh, that is divided up into you know into into parts so that everybody in a in a synagogue, for instance, can just take one and in a period of minutes the entire Tehillim could be said by the entire crowd. I think these two Tehillim publications are going to increase people's awareness of saying Tehillim and their desire, frankly, to say Tehillim. There's no doubt about it. Listen, the words of David Amelech and Tehillim are timeless. David Amelech doesn't need our help promoting his words. Klal Yisrael has connected to Tehillim uh, in a very special way. However, there is a certain amazing element in imagery that brings the words Tehillim to life. And the Waxburger Tehillim, which you refer to, with, a, with a, just amazing artistry for each capital, really does enhance the recital of Tehillim. And it's a great gift item, but it's also a great gift for oneself. Because when you sit in front of such a tehillim and you say the words and you look at the way the artist conveys the messages and the feeling, the hergish of tehillim, it really, really does enhance tehillim in a very unique way. 100%. Uh, and we'll get more into it next time we speak. Uh, Rabbi Hiziger, great job. Sorry we didn't get to everything, but hey, <laughs> you know, sometimes it takes time to describe everything to everyone and to uh, get people excited about uh, these works, which are just remarkable. Uh, information about all this, everybody, at artscroll.com, artscroll.com. Enjoy 10% discount with promo code radio and free shipping and no minimum. Always use promo code radio when you go to artscroll. Rabbi Yitzchak Kiesiger is the uh, is an editor at Art Scroll and host of Inside Art Scroll. Thank you so much, and please God, we'll speak again very soon. Yes, I'm looking forward, Nachum. You know they they say in the world of Jewish publishing that the period of January, February, there's supposed to be a lull in the action because it's kind of post Hanukkah, but it's not yet Purim. But somehow at Art Scroll, there's so much going on, and uh, and the readers are responding. So we're excited. I look forward to speaking to you again. And we'll keep uh, highlighting these volumes, which aim to enhance our service of Hashem. And we thank you, Nachum, again for your part in disseminating that message. My pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. <laughs>